0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Hope Reclaimed. I am Ellie Hope Collins, and I am so glad that you're here. It's on this podcast that we talk about active and practical ways to step into healing from divorce, trauma, and betrayal, because Jesus has already extended everything to us, and sometimes he's inviting us to step in and receive that healing for ourselves. We are finishing up our series right now called Lessons in the Corner, and this is with Austin Collins. He is my husband, and he is sharing his experience of divorce and divorce healing and this series has been just full of rich wisdom and insight and so many amazing biblical lessons. And Austin's heart is for hope as well. And I'm just really grateful to be partnered with him. With that, have a wonderful Christmas season and enjoy this episode. Be blessed. Merry Christmas, everybody. Thank you for being here on the last episode of Lessons in the Corner. I think my voice just cracked a little bit. Thank you. Um, what a wonderful season! Um, thank you for listening and uh, throughout this series and for sharing. And just I would just ask that you could continue to let us know what you think uh, about the series. How has it benefited you? Um, what do you like? What do you don't like? I would love your feedback. Um, and please continue to share, partner with us, um, because there are people that we can't reach. Ellie and I can't reach, and you can, and they're in your circles. And you actually have the opportunity to partner and share hope with those people who are hope hopeless this season, I know Christmas can be such a a wonderful time, and it can also be a really painful time um depending on what's going on so yeah, please partner with us um we would we would love that it's so in our hearts just to share um the gospel and hope with people so yeah, this is the last episode. Like I said, it's gonna be a little bit different than the previous ones i i wanna take take this opportunity to share my story more and and really bring bring this story to resolve and kind of bring it full circle um The corner isn't meant to be a place where we stay you know it's the corner is a t- place that's temporary this place that's dark that's unexpected that's hopeless you can't see out of it. It's a place that's temporary. You're not supposed to stay there. And I just wanted to share in more detail really about the corner and how the Lord brought me out of it and what he did um, in, in, in bringing me to purpose even through it. And so I just want to share that. So it's going to be just prepping you. There's going to be um, a lot of story initially, um, but I just want to encourage you to stick with me to the end. It's, and I believe that you will be encouraged um, and and yeah, I think it's going to be really really powerful. I'm I'm just I'm really honored to be here. Have been really blessed just to do this series and have this platform where I can share with you things that the Lord has put on my heart in this season in 2020. Timely words that I believe are for so many of you. Um, they have been even for me just such good reminders. Um, yeah. So so let's just get right into it. Like I said, the corner for me—I um, know—if you've been following this series, you'll know uh, quite a bit about what the corner was. It was a place that I did not expect. It was a place where my um, wife ended up leaving me, and I ended up being really by myself. I ended up finding out she's with someone else. And is cheating on me and ended up finding out she's, she's getting into all these other worldly things, drugs and, and drinking. And I'm just kind of by myself and in this place of being in the corner. The Lord showed up. And I'm so grateful. And he ended up teaching me some some fundamental lessons, which is what I've been sharing with you, sharing with you about. He, he, he taught me how the first way that he loves is to sit with us. He doesn't tell us what to do first or just throw direction at us or give us clarity or just throw this. He sits with us. He, he comes to the place where we are, is present, and listens and says, I see you. I haven't forgotten you. I'm with you. That's what, that was the first way that he loved me. I think that's the first way that really the Lord loves all of us. He taught me about how offensive my sin is. And that can be kind of a maybe a painful thing to teach about, but it's it's so beautiful because he taught me about that, so he can show me how big his love is and how greatly he loves me. And so, in in for example, when he spoke to me Hosea two before it all happened, I am up getting this download of how he cares about me despite my sin, would meet me in my mess. He began to teach me about how there's so many different escapes. It's ridiculous how many different escapes there are in pain. They're everywhere. There's so many escapes, and God is one of them. There's so many escapes in pain, but he's actually the only one that satisfies. That's one of the biggest lessons, just fundamental lessons that I, that the Lord taught me out of this season of being in the corner is that nothing satisfies the way he does nothing and no one satisfies the way Jesus does he ended up teaching me that my suffering and what I was going through and even though I couldn't see my future that this pain actually wasn't a detour but it was actually the very place that the Lord was going to use to throw me into purpose it was the very place, this place of weeping and sorrow, this valley of pain was going to be the place that he turns into a doorway of hope. He ended up teaching me that storms aren't really building a foundation for me. They're actually showing me foundations. They don't re- they don't build foundations. They reveal foundations. And I ended up seeing things that I didn't really believe, thought I believed, didn't know I did, and or didn't, and and he ended up showing me that, that really, there's only one foundation to hope. If I want to have hope for my future, there's only one foundation, and that's his love, being rooted and grounded in his love, knowing that he loves me. So I could say, okay, God, I know you love me, so I'm going to trust you, I'm going to hope in you. He ended up teaching me in this time that I don't have to be passive about my pain, I don't have to just sit and take it. But I can actually stand up under the pressure, fight, persevere, and trust Him. If you've been listening to these past uh, these past episodes, you'll, you'll notice I just kind of went over the big lessons, big picture. They're, these are like the seven fundamental lessons that the Lord gave me. So I'm in the corner. My wife... I don't really know where she is. I know what she's doing, more or less, and it's really painful for me. And I'm learning about all these things, right? And I end up doing them and trying to act them out as best as I could. And I definitely was not perfect. So I'm learning. I'm, I'm doing these things. And things actually aren't getting better, though, in my situation. Things aren't getting better. In fact, every week and every month... They get worse. It's like it's like week after week when I see kind of like a a little bit of light, maybe, maybe, maybe she's gonna she's gonna do this and she's gonna come back, something would happen and it would just go the opposite way and week after week it got worse and worse. It was so long that many people actually told me to leave. I had I had a lot of pressure from people to say, you know, you can't put up with this. You actually need to leave your situation. You need to leave her and divorce. This is the right answer, and I just didn't have peace about about leaving. I was like, is is there is there really such thing as too much grace? I don't know. I, I I don't feel peace about leaving, and and so I ended up staying for. It was like, it was around nine months that this whole process was. I remember actually one time she, uh, my, the Lord was teaching me how to just love her. And I just remember reaching out to her and saying, like, look, I'm not judging you for what you're doing. I just, could we just spend time together? Like, we don't have to talk about anything that's happening. I just, I just want to spend time with you. I don't I feel like I, I like, I've never see you. And she actually responded to that, and she agreed, and we actually met at the coffee at a coffee shop um in downtown Fargo. I lived in West Fargo at the time, and we met there, and it was it was <laughs> it was like a little bit of hope meeting her there and her agreeing to that, but it was also so painful because I saw her, and I was like, "I don't even know this person, and I'm like covenanted and married to this person. I don't even know who this person is." She ended up talking to me about different things that she was doing and excited for. She ended up asking me like about my future, like, are you going to move and go to school and do this and talking as if we're not married. And I'm like, what do you mean? Like we're, we're married. I can't move. What are you talking about? It was so, so painful. And she, she said that she had broke things off with this guy. Long story short, I ended up finding out that that was true. Um, And it came to a place after several months, giving her chance after chance, just reaching out. Hey, like, you know, I can't be okay with this. Like, you know, I have to say, like, this needs to stop. Like, you know that I'm not like your dad telling you what to do. I'm your husband fighting for our marriage. And came to a place in December of 2015 where I saw that there wasn't hope. And the Lord actually gave me peace about letting go. And it was so painful. And in the middle of December, I um, ended up receiving finalized divorce papers. And it was official. Uh, my my marriage had failed. My marriage had ended. And this person that I wanted to spend forever with, my life with, I was actually not gonna do that at all. Restoration didn't happen. Like I'm doing the lessons. I'm doing the right things. I'm living it out. I'm I've got I'm trusting you. Okay, stand up under the pressure. I'm trying. And restoration didn't happen. Like the one thing I was believing for didn't happen. I felt angry and depressed and lonely and sad, and most of all I felt heartbroken, and I think heartbreak, that emotion, is probably the worst one. It's worse than sadness, in my opinion. I guess it depends. You know, it's all contextual, but for me, that was the worst. So I don't... Have you ever seen the movie War Room? You ever seen that? It's kind of like... It's the same... I think it's the same producers. as like Fireproof. It's a Christian film. Some of these are kind of cheesy, and don't get me wrong... This one, if I remember correctly, it's about this couple and they're not doing well. And the husband actually ends up cheating, I believe. And, and the wife finds out and she actually ends up deciding to pray for him and love him more and serve him in this time. And the husband ends up, ends up finding out that she knew and that she's, he's, she's been loving him this whole time and serving him and committed to him. And at the end of the movie, he just like, uh, he just like breaks down and repents, and asks for forgiveness. It's like true repentance, and their marriage is actually restored. And that's actually a beautiful picture. And I remember watching that at one point, and I was like, yeah, yeah, I did that. I prayed for my spouse. I I went into my prayer closet for nine months. This doesn't always happen. And I remember thinking like there's not always a fairy tale ending. I remember watching that and just feeling like I don't know. I was like, man, like this wasn't my story. Like it, it it ended for me. Shortly after I got divorced, I remember writing in my journal and I was I said, Many times I feel as though in a dark place, lost and without direction, like I failed somehow because I got divorced at that time, I remember one day I was on break um, at work and the Lord spoke to me. I was so down and really just hopeless. And the Lord just spoke to me out of nowhere on break. And he said, I'm still in control. Hold on, be patient. My plan is in progress and is beautiful. And it was so encouraging for me. It was like, Cause I couldn't see my future. Like he's telling me he has good plans. I couldn't see them, but it was like, I looked up and I saw his face and he wasn't looking at me. He was actually looking at my future. He was looking ahead and I could see how excited he was. He's like, I I have plans for you. Hold on. Like they're coming. And I felt really encouraged. And at the same time, you know, just hopeless and not able to see. I'm like, okay, God, you have good plans for me. I'm going to trust you. I don't see them. And so the Lord was reminding me, it was a very painful time, a really hard time 2016 was for me after I got divorced. Just recovering, the Lord showing me that he has good plans despite my failed marriage. That that, that, that there's actually still a call in my life. He still has things for me to do. I'm still here for a reason. And divorce actually isn't the end. And that was an encouraging thing to know, but I'm still grappling with all the emotions and trauma that I went through. So there's like both of these things going on. A few months later, um, after that, sort of around the middle of 2016, the Lord um, showed me that I'm actually in this moment. I'm feeling all these painful things and he's actually sending me to those who feel forgotten by him. Those who have been hit with, by breaker after breaker, wave after wave, those who do not see God in their situation to comfort them and assure them of God's sovereignty and love. And so as I'm recovering and in this pain, I actually feel a call. I actually feel a call to be sent to the same people. There are people who are going through a situation like me, who feel like me right now. And the Lord is actually calling me to them to encourage them. And he's actually going to send me to them specifically. And I begin to see some of his good plans. He ends up showing me that his plans for me are just good. and I can absolutely hope in him at that time around that time, middle of 2016 or so, six months after I got divorced, two things happened. One, I got a roommate. It's cheaper, and it was nice to have someone around. That was really a blessing. So I got a roommate, and shortly after, I actually felt this. I had this sense that I was going to move and that the Lord was calling me somewhere else and that Fargo wasn't my home. Like, I wasn't planted there. My feet weren't, like, established there. And I even told my roommate at that time, It's like, Hey, dude, just so you know, God is calling me to people who feel forgotten. He's calling me. He's. I'm going to move soon. I don't know where. I don't know when, but I'm going to move. Ended up being over two years of being in that place of recovery. And it was about a year and a half where I was telling my roommate, hey dude, just so you know, I'm going to move, I don't know when the Lord's calling me. A full year and a half, full like over two years, I'm in this place. It was really long. I mean, two years in the grand grand scheme of things is not very long, but when you're like going through it, it feels like forever. It was so long. Sin was being worked out of my life. The Lord was teaching me to trust Him. He was shifting my mindset from worldly thinking to, to the ways that he thought. And it was really hard and like growth and refinement and like working through pain and like so many different things and sin. And I'm just being like shaped continuously for two years. Funny enough thing, um, in December of 2017 is actually when I met Ellie, my wife. We ended up dating for a little bit. Um, really encouraging each other, like, she had this story of, like, just fighting for, fighting for hope, and, and after her divorce, and, like, we really encouraged each other, like, spiritually, we met each other, and challenged each other so much, and it was really beautiful, I was like, wow, this person, like, gets what I'm talking about, what I'm going through, this is crazy, and then when we met in person, because um, I was in Fargo, and she was in St. Paul, we, we would long distance call, um, and, 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 like, date, and I met her, we met her in person and it was like nothing. It was like dead. It was like no sparks and it was super hard and weird and, it, and then it ended. So that was that story. <laughs> but around that time, finally, March of 2018 comes and I feel the call to move. I've been telling my roommate for the past year and a half, hey dude, I'm going to move. I don't know when the Lord's calling me. And now's the time, March of 2018. And he didn't, the Lord didn't come down and say, now is the time to move. Instead, I didn't feel peace anywhere. I would go to church. I wouldn't feel peace. I would go to my job. I wouldn't feel peace. I would go to my apartment where I lived. No peace. And I'm like, Lord, like, I can't be here anymore. And then I was like, oh, are you calling me to move now? Like, is now the time? Because before it was the opposite. I didn't have peace about moving. And now like the it, the thing's flipped and I I felt no peace where I was and I actually felt peace about leaving. And so, March 2018, put in my or it was actually February of 2018, I put in my I put in a month's notice at work, gave him plenty of time. And in March I left and I moved in with my family. No idea where I was going to move. No I didn't know where what city I was going to land in. No idea what kind of job I would had I was I had I was studying appraisal and different types of uh, things like that at the time and I was like well try that no jobs lined up no idea where I was lined I moved in with my family and it was definitely a transition super hard I said goodbye to really my home where I spent my entire adult life which is Fargo Moorhead area Um, and I moved in with my parents which was crazy. And in this time, I'm just trusting God. Okay, God, you've called me. Like, where am I going? And i would be constantly praying, God, okay, what's the job? I need direction. Where Where do you want me to go? And that would be my prayer. And I'd be praying that so frequently. And on National Day of Prayer, which is around May of 2018, I remember the Lord speaking to me. And I was saying the same thing. Okay, God, I need a job. My, my savings account's going down. I don't have any income. Where am I going to go? What city? Am I going to land in... But, occupation what's going and I was like (laughs) nearly operating out of anxiety with these things and the Lord spoke to me and said so bluntly but so gently and kind at the same time it's crazy he said you're not on the earth to work or to have a job you're on the earth to live and express the revelation of my love that I've given to you and it was such a good reminder to me. It was so encouraging. That's right. There is a call in my life. That's why he sent me here. And it's not to work a job. So so to, to all of you quickly, you're not here just to work a job. There is a calling that each of you have that is on your life. There's a purpose. There's a reason why you were born. You have the unique things you offer, and it's not just to do work. And the work, work like might be wrapped up in that. That's okay. But you see what I'm saying? There's a purpose on our lives. And the Lord reminded me that I'm not here just to work. After three months, truly, it's, really, it's pretty quick. It was a lot. When, it felt like a lot when my savings was dropping. Three months of job searching, I get a call from the highest position that i had cold called and emailed about the highest position and he, this guy called me back and he said how did you know i was hiring he said i just decided to hire and i got your email how did you know i was like oh my gosh i knew right away this is the lord he is wherever this man is he's sending me to that place i'm going to have that job that will be my income but he's sending me here Happen to be in minneapolis and it was a commercial appraiser job, which was above I had all the all the um people I'd called out to were residential. And commercial was like, that was like the dream. Let's do commercial stuff that sounds awesome. And that's what it was. And he reached out and I, I got this job that I wasn't even qualified for, and it was amazing. And so the Lord sends me to Minneapolis and I moved to this new place, don't know anybody. Don't know the area. Move to a new place, not for a job, but because the Lord is sending me to those who feel forgotten. He's sending me to those who feel broken, who felt the way I felt. And he's sending me to encourage them and tell them my story. Let me tell you this. In the first six months of my being there, I met someone every week who was in the corner. Every week. Every week. It was like a divine appointment after divine appointment of people who were going through it. Most of whom were divorced. I'll never forget the first one that the Lord sent me to. I'll never forget the first one the Lord sent me to. I met him and I said, hey, like, you want to just grab coffee or something? That sounds cool. I'm new here. We ended up sitting down. He ended up sharing me with me his story. He was really working through a lot of things. He was going through a really difficult situation. And I remember being, it's early in the mornings before work, and we're at this coffee shop, and I'm like, this is why I'm here. The Lord sent me for this person. This isn't by accident. And the way the Lord had sat with me, I sat with him. The way the Lord had listened to me and been there for me, I listened to him and I was present with him. There, I know this is no accident. And after he had finished um, telling about me about his situation and I was just present with him, I felt room to share my story. And I, and I said, and I said, hey, I just want to share with you my story. I know this is for you. And I shared about how I got married and I shared about how it was like a fairy tale. And then I shared about how my wife and I grew apart in college and it was really hard and weird. And, and after college, how the Lord spoke to me, Hosea 2, and gave me this download of his love and, and, and the way he pursued me and my sin. And then my wife, how my wife left me and I was by myself. And when I was seeing her doing these things in, in, in my mind, I would be replaced in my mind. and It was actually me. I could see myself doing those things to God and God pursuing me. And loving me, I ended up living out this story of Hosea too, and I shared with him about how I fought for her, and and I was I was I was just reaching out to her constantly, and I just saw the way that the Lord had done that to me, and I shared with him about how the marriage ended in divorce. I shared with him how two years, over two years, after I was divorced, I'm waiting for God, and I feel this call to be sent to people who feel forgotten. And and then I share with him about how the Lord sent me in March of 2018 to the Twin Cities and he gave me a job, job, divine appointment right here. And I share with him how I'm actually here in this very room at this very table because God sees you and he's actually sent me here to tell you specifically, he sees you. He hasn't forgotten you. He loves you. And you know what happened next? I saw hope rise in him. It was like the Lord just came and filled the room. The Lord had sent me here. It's so clear. No one could deny my story and how the Lord had divinely sent me to the Twin Cities. And here I am, sent to someone in the corner. I said, you know, all those times when I was in pain I was suffering and the Lord was showing up and showing me his love, it was so for me. But you want to know something? He had you in his mind. He had you in his mind. And he actually sent me here today to remind you that that's the way that he loves you. He's been pursuing you this whole time. He's been thinking about you for years. And he sent me here, all the way from Fargo, North Dakota, just to tell you. And I saw hope rise in him. I saw his countenance change. And this ended up being a turning point in his life. His direction changed. Week after week, the Lord would divinely cross my paths with people who are going through it people with super hard family situations, people who've gone through divorce, people who've dealt with sex trafficking, people who are so depressed, every kind of situation. Situations, honestly, I didn't know even existed and made my story look like a walk in the park. And the Lord would send me to them to share of his great love and unshakable hope that he sees them. You see, listeners, and I mean this, I'm not just preaching. This is, this, is like, this is like real life right now. God has redeemed my life. He actually, without exaggeration, took my valley of weeping and pain, and he actually turned it into a doorway of hope. And not only is that, but he's like redeeming it tenfold because he's doing it for other people. He has fulfilled every word that he's given to me. He's turned my pain into purpose. He's taken me out of the miry clay and put my feet on a rock. You remember that word in the very first episode I shared with you about being in the corner. It's actually where this the name Lessons in the Corner comes from. Lessons in the corner, where does that come from? This man, I went to this house church and he prayed for me and he said, I can see you feel backed in the corner. And the Lord just wants you to sit down. He's going to come. He's going to sit beside you in the corner. He's going to teach you so that you can teach other people. That word has actually been fulfilled already and is continuing to be fulfilled right now in your listening and in your hearing this message. That's the kind of God that we serve. The kind of God who redeems every story and nothing is wasted where we can actually leave all the bad and take all the good. I am not here by accident telling you this. That's the crazy thing. The God of all literally sent me from Fargo to the Twin Cities to people who feel broken. And here I am, I'm telling you, he sees you. Five years ago, when I was suffering in 2015, going through my divorce, God, where are you? I don't see you. My pain, in my pain, the Lord showing up and sharing with me his love. It was so timely and so for me but let me tell you something he actually had you on his mind he had you on his mind that's how big he is he was a hundred percent for me and he has been a hundred percent for you and in 2015 he was thinking about you and excited to share this very message with you i'm not here by accident I mean, just just consider, I'm not here by accident, the Lord sent me here, and then I actually ended up meeting Ellie, who is doing the same thing, who actually started this podcast before we were even, a, like, really a thing, and ended up partnering with someone who's going in the same direction. That's crazy. That's God. There's no other explanation. I'm not here by accident. God really does see you. He has not forgotten you. And He really does love you. I want to do something special at this time. Um, If you feel like you've walked away from God, or you've never really trusted Him in the first place, you've never really given your life to Him, I actually want to give you an opportunity right now We don't get opportunities like this all the time where people would come and say, Hey, here's an opportunity. I want to give you an opportunity to actually receive Jesus. If that's you, if you feel like, you know, man, I've kind of walked away. I haven't really trusted him. And man, this reminder that he actually sees me. He's not against me. He's not ashamed. He doesn't condemn me, but he receives me. It's so for me, if that's you, I just want to give you an opportunity to receive and to turn. And it's not it's not a it's not a condemning thing. It's like, man, I can actually turn and receive God's good plans. I can turn from my own and receive his. If if that's you, it's not about what you say, it's about the heart that says it. It's about your heart and turning. You could say something like this, Jesus, I'm choosing to trust you. And there's a lot of things I don't understand about you, and I don't understand the situation, this or that, but I'm choosing to trust you. Be the Lord of my life. I give up my plans. Lead me to your better plans. I give up my ways. I don't want to live this way anymore. Something isn't right. I want to, I want to live your way. I want to have purpose and call. It's not about the words you say. It's about the heart that says it. So if you've prayed that prayer, I'm just so excited for you. Man, God is so for you. The Bible says when we actually turn from our ways and we receive Jesus, knowing that he died for us and rose again and gave us life, we're actually, the old things are gone. You're actually a new creature. You're totally new. You're totally different. And like I said, you can leave all the bad things behind. All the past, all the hard things, you can leave it behind. (laughs) You could take all the good. And you can be assured God has good plans for me. And I'm a testimony of that. I'm a testimony of that. I'm so blessed to be here with you guys. Thank you so much for listening to this series. I really am so honored to be in a place where I can share with you my story um, and what the Lord has done and He's doing it. You want to know something so cool? He's not done. It's not like He sent me to one person or two people or three people. It's been tens and tens of people. It's, it's hundreds of people and I'm partnering with Ellie and it's going to be thousands of people and thousands of people. Make no mistake, the Lord isn't done. But I'm so grateful Just to share this with you. Thank you for listening and like sticking with me. Share the content. Make no mistake. God sees you. He has good plans for you. Man, just to trust him. He is so worth trusting. He is so worth trusting. So I hope you guys have just a wonderful holiday season, a lovely new year where you're fired up and you're leaving all the bad and you're taking all the good into this next year. So with that, stay encouraged, keep going. I'm sure I'll see you guys soon.